Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox. And before we go any farther, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been checking in with us, listening, downloading, uh, becoming part of the VIP family. Uh, we're very appreciative, humbled by all of the support. Please continue. If you are not subscribed, make sure to be subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I would also highly recommend going to the Vertifor website, vertifor.com. Go to the resources tab, go to podcasts and subscribe there. We send out emails, obviously letting you know when the podcasts are going to be posted, but we also have some bonus stuff that you get if you're on that subscription list. So make sure uh, you're subscribed there. And also Rick Fox, make sure you are connected with me on LinkedIn. I always have good stuff to say and good stuff to share. And I always put the podcast up, but enough about that. Let's get to today's episode. And I think it's a topic that we are all very keenly aware of and need as much information about as we can. The topic is cyber, cybersecurity, cyber liability, and how all of those things relate to working from home and the changes that have happened in our world this year since COVID-19 hit. And the guy we have on today is an expert in the field, my man Brad Shrum. He is the Chief Underwriting and Growth Officer at Wingman Insurance. Brad, thanks for being on the program, man. I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, great. Thanks for having me, Rick. It's, it's good to be here today. Let's, uh, let's dive in because I want to make yeah. sure, like I've said before, I'll say again, everybody get your pencils ready, your stylus for your iPad, your computer, however you're going to take notes because I think Brad's going to hit us with some information that I think is crucial, not only to what's happening in the world, but what we can do to sort of uh, mitigate some of that risk. So let's just start with the new risks for business with work from home employees. What does that look like, Brad? Uh, there's many things that it looks like today, Rick, um, you know, from working from home and having your own computer to having a work computer to having, you know, the right side, the, the right security um, to communicating with customers, to having paper on your desk at home where others right. can see it that, you know, that could have confidential information. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? You don't even think about something as simple as that. I, I was told once by my friend who um, works for the FBI, actually, and she said, when your kids, you know, now that your kids are doing social posts and stuff, make sure that they never post anything with an address in the background or a license plate. Everybody's, everybody's like, there's so many crafty ways that people can get at you, right? Oh, exactly. And it's yeah. getting more craftier by the moment because what you're seeing is hackers are taking advantage of this whole COVID-19 thing that's going on. And, you know, and, and in our industry, we know this from working with agencies all over the country. I'm sure you talk to agents as well all day long. Um, a lot of them weren't prepared to go work from home. So I think they were probably even more at risk as they tried to very quickly, uh, you know, get themselves staying in the business mode of, of doing work. And that's probably another impactful position, correct? 
Exactly. They definitely weren't prepared for working at home. But even more importantly, the IT department wasn't yeah. ready for them to work at home. So and usually that IT department was one of their producers in their office that sort of knew something about computers, which makes it even scarier, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, it's hard enough to find the IT folks sometimes, but trying to get help or getting the computer or the software or the whatever it may be makes it even more difficult. And, right. and the IT folks are lose lose control because it's not in the office environment. Yeah, so true. Uh, so let's let me take a look at what are what are the okay. Let's talk about uh, everybody's at home now. They're at WFH. Okay. They're working from home. What are the exposures? So let's let's dig in as people start to think of like what I'm hoping someone does is goes oh okay I might be doing that or oh I right. didn't know that. So talk to me about the exposures of working from home. Well, let's start off with a few. I'll just go through them pretty quickly. You know, first of all, hackers don't go on vacation just because you're at home. Doesn't mean they are, and they actually uh, are going after you even more. When you work from home, like, like most of us do, or some of us, or maybe all of us now, you tend to be more relaxed in a home environment, less mm -hmm. vigilant. So you may not uh, be as alert to certain things that you have been in the office. You know, privacy controls may decrease. As I mentioned, that you could have a piece of paper that's got a lot of confidential information on that anybody could see. You may not even have a shredder in your house that you need to shred um, uh, documents that may be very important. <clears throat> As we mentioned, employees may be using their own computer. And if you're doing that, you know, it, it makes it even tougher because everybody's got different software on their computer. Right. You know, the, the security software is inconsistent. There may not be any consistency from working on your home computer to a work computer. And when you're working from home, there's nobody has oversight of you. And last but not least, as I mentioned, IT is very overwhelmed. So those are some of the exposures that you have to deal with when you're working from home. So right out of the gates, I'm thinking as I'm sitting here looking at my computer, I'm I'm a remote employee, so I, I know my system. I I have the VPN, and I've got this two you know two layer uh, encrypted like approval process that I go through that pings my cell phone to tell my yep. to tell the laptop that's but but that's not happening for most people. So if you are you know popping up your your Facebook and everything else that you just do normally on your home computer. And that's what's become your work computer. You might want to listen in here and you might want to go a little deeper and make sure that you are absolutely secure. Well, I'm, I don't think anyone's absolutely secure, but as secure as can be as it relates to uh, these crazy hackers out there and all the cyber cyber criminals that are just going nuts. And, and not only that, but what I want to, when I, I want to tie this together is it's our job as insurance people to also be making, to, to know even more than everyone else. That's why I love talking to Brad because Brad knows what he's talking about. In fact, Brad, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been like in the cyber world? Um, I've been in the business for 35 years and probably the last 25 when uh, you couldn't even spell the word cyber, uh, 25 years. So I've seen a rapid changes and actually the last few years are like, 20 years all packed into the last three or four. Yeah, it's crazy. So you out there at the at the agency level, 
you need to have information that you can answer these kinds of questions for your customers that are, you know, that, and, and talk about the op, the opportunity of a lifetime for cross sell. If you have customers that aren't cyber right now, they don't have cyber liability, man, there is your, they, they, they are scary how dangerous it is right now out there. So let's tell them how scary it is, Brad, give me some, yes. give me some data on what's going on out there in the world, just to kind of freak some people out to, to scare them into learning more, to scare them in, into being more prepared. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have thousands of statistics about what's going on in, in, in the cyber criminal world and, they uh, are growing exponentially by the day. But what we've seen, some of the things are 94% of the malware is delivered by uh, email. $17,000 is lost every minute due to phishing attacks. Wow. Yep, 60% of breaches involve vulnerabilities for which a patch was available but not applied. Oh my gosh. You know, mm -hmm. eight of breaches cost an enterprise an average of almost $4 million. Now, that's just not the direct cost, it also includes the indirect cost. And another big issue is ransomware, which is the number one frequency and severity uh, of cyber claims, occurs every 14 seconds. Wow. But the biggest statistic, Rick, that I would tell you that really makes your eyes pop is 76% of small and medium-sized businesses were attacked. And that is up from 55% in 2016. So the model we use at Wingman is really when you're going to have a breach, not if you're going to have a breach. And if you, I mean, just dumb that down, right? That's three out of four businesses. Think about four people that I, I know. I'll think about four people that I know that own businesses. Three of them are going to have an attack. I mean, that's insane, right? Yes, it is. And it doesn't matter whether you're small, medium, or large. Our organization has been social engineered before. And, and we, uh, we talk to many, many brokers around the country and agents and clients and tell us the same thing exactly it's really when not an if so let me let me stop you there because i definitely want to talk more about the small businesses and or businesses in general um but i want to go back to the first thing you said we start talking about data you said 94 percent of malware is delivered via email mm -hmm. what are the quick like hey if you see these things shut it down kind of like from your experience just sort of those trinkets of like because we're all opening email all day long right is right. there some kind of a red like what are the red flags oh boy because you know hackers what they do is they work on your emotions so with the whole covid 19 thing you could get an email in your inbox that says rick uh you've been exposed to covid um, wow. and then next thing you know, is you click on it. I mean, some of the things you can look at is the email address. You could look for certain spelling or certain words, but we would tell you hackers are just so smart these days. They know you They're better smarter than, than we are, right? Yeah. They know you better than you know yourself. Yeah. They've been yeah. in your emails. They know they craft emails, uh, like they're you. Um, so to find that, hopefully, first of all, you have the initial defense. But what we find the majority of incidents that occur are due to human error. 
They're not due to the software. They're not due to other things. It's humans that, that allow this malware to get into the system. So there's a, only a certain amount of things. If you're not sure, call the person. You know, you, yeah. uh, we say don't click it. You know, um, so if I open it, am, am I too late or do I need to click something in that email to make it to make the, the thing go? You know, it could be both. Could, it could just literally be opening yeah. the email. It could be literally just opening the email. And then wow. once you do that, the malware gets in and it either could just lie dormant for a while, could be a year, could be six months, could be three months, or it could go r rampant throughout the organization. Um, that is that's, that's, what, that's what we're seeing. But the numbers and the statistics are just incredible, growing so rapidly, Rick. And like we say, it's just a matter of when, not if. And then the numbers start to build. And the other thing for small and medium businesses, 60% go out in a, out of business in a relatively short period of time. We have enough problems out there in the world. And now when you put a cyber event and going out of business in a relatively short period of time, that's even scarier and thus the need to purchase cyber insurance. Yes. So not only the cyber insurance, but even the, so kind of a, I'd say it's probably more of a two layered approach is, is it's not, a, it's not, like you said, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So being yeah. as absolutely prepared on the front end as you can, because even the insurance part of it is an, is a, is like anything else. It, like let's avoid the car accident so we don't have to call our insurance. Right. Let's do the same, let, you know, don't drive 150 miles an hour on the road and you probably right. won't get in an accident. Right. Uh, same thing here. If you're doing the right things, oh, let's keep this going on the business mm -hmm. side. What, what, what kind of attacks are we seeing and, and what kind of like, what, what is, what are the, the costs of those attacks? What sort of the, give me, I love the stats parts. Give me more that people are going. I, cause I know already on that, that 76%, I, I, my, my jaw dropped. I know our listeners are like, Whoa, I didn't know it was right. like that. Tell me more. Well, there's a rise in attacks involving deception with phishing, which means that they're just, you know, they send you a, an email and they're phishing for you to get in there. It's about 57%. Mm. Uh, stolen devices, 33%. Um, a rise in attacks and credential theft has risen about 30%. And the single incident cost has increased sixfold from 34000 in 2015 to now under $200,000. So... <laughs> It, I'm not it, laughing. I'm yeah. not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because right. it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and again, that's why you have to have insurance. Right. We say for the cost of the insurance, first of all, you're going to get a data breach coach on retainer for the cost of your insurance. And they right. are just an incredible resource to help you, you know, get through the issues that you may have if you get uh, hacked. So and, the numbers, like I said, Rick, we could go on for days yeah, and, yeah. And, and see the, the big myth is people think it only happens to large businesses. It is a totally false statement. Actually, it happens to more small and medium businesses because they have less controls. 
And, and I can see that being the case. Like I said, I work at an yeah. organization with 2000 employees and I've got double encrypted VPN that, mm-hmm. that, that I'm, I mean, that doesn't mean we're not going to get hit, but I feel fairly secure that if I stay within my protocols, I've got a much better shot than, you know, mom and pop insurance agency in Cincinnati, Ohio, that's got four employees and never went remote before. Right. So when I'm, when you're looking at this, I just, I'm hoping that people are paying attention, that they're listening and, and they're taking, you got to take a look, you got to take a look at the risk. And when right. you say that, you said that how much the sin- single incidents were up and then there's obviously, mm-hmm. um, the costs are astronomical. What, what, like, talk to me about those costs. Like, what, what does it mean? Like, so, okay, I get, like, give me a, get, tell me a story about us, like, either one that's actually real or fictitious of somebody that was attacked and what all those, what, what, how deep that goes and where those costs all add up. Sure. Well, the costs today are very high, particularly when it comes to bringing in a forensic accountant, a forensic IT firm. They're running four to five hundred dollars an hour, you know, just just to bring them in. But an example would be, let's just take a uh, let's just take a casino. And this casino uh, had a ransomware attack. So they shut this casino down and the uh, hackers demanded three hundred thousand dollars in ransom payment or the casino would be shut down. So they call the insurance company and say, look, we've got a ransom. So the first thing the insurance company is going to do is bring out a forensic IT team. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to determine, is this a real ransom or not? Can we unlock this? Can we bring you back on business? So that's going to cost you thousands of dollars. Then if they say they can't, then you got to pay the ransom, which is over 300,000. And to get the business back in business usually takes approximately seven days or so. So you're going to lose all that income from those people who wanted to gamble in your casino. Sometimes it's not the direct cost or the direct loss. It's the indirect loss, which is the business income, which can cost a fortune. And then on top of that, Rick, what happens when people don't want to come to the casino because they know they've been ransomware? Well, then now they may have 25% less people coming you may have a reputational damage claim, or you, we're going to have to hire a PR firm to come out and try to rebuild our reputation. And we may have to have a crisis management team. So it's all those costs that add up relatively very quickly. Um, and it can happen like that. And it yes. just happens in a blink. In a blink. And that's why you have to have a 24 7 hotline where you can get to the breach coach right away because they're going to bear all the resources that you need to help you manage that claim. All right. So, so if, so if any of you out there are starting to get freaked out, which I'm hoping some of you are starting to think I need to take a harder look at this. I'm going to give you a way to get a hold of my man, Brad later in the, in the episode, sure. because he's a good guy. He's a good resource. Wingman's doing some really cool things. Um, but while we're here, while we still got you listening, yeah. I, I want to kind of, I want to get, I want to give everyone sort of like, all right, grab your pencils. And I just want you to do, just do, just r- ramble off what people can do to protect themselves like today. Like at, when they yeah. listen to the whole podcast, here's, here's the order of list of things. Listen to the podcast, 
then go make sure that we are actually listen to the podcast, write down Brad's information so you can get him later. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. See how I did that. And yeah. then I'm going to go do these things that Brad's going to rattle off. Some one, two, five, eight of these that you're not doing now. You need to go do right now. Go Brad. Tell me what, the, right. what, what can we do? Here's a few things that we can do, Rick, you know, tell the employees to use a password manager. It's very helpful Perfect. in updating their password or replacing it. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you're not learning, you're loaning your work devices to your children and spouse because <laughs> He only knows what could be on your work computer. It could get you fired mm-hmm. or they could have, they could get access to things that they're not supposed to see or do. And I'll leave it at that. I totally don't agree. download apps on your phones and tablets and laptops from untrusted sources. Use the Apple store or the Microsoft store or Android. Only, only, only. Yes. And as with anybody, just like Rick, if you click on uh, an email and you say, maybe I shouldn't have done that, go to your IT team or your manager or whatever and tell them what happened so you could get at the issue right away before the ransomware gets deep or malware gets deep into your systems. And next thing you know, we have a big claim. And I guarantee you they'd rather hear from you as a false alarm than you not telling them if it was real, right? Right. Now, this one is a real common sense thing. Social media or random news sites or inappropriate sites for work should never be opened on a device that's used for work. Mm-hmm. You know, mute your microphone when you're not speaking on a conference call or, or video. Or I didn't, wh- tell, why is that important? Because that's, that's an interesting one because I usually do that just because um, there's always a noise in the background of my house because I've got, you know, a bunch of kids running around. But but what what's the what's the what's the reason that muting my microphone during that is is valuable? Uh, uns- you know, some words you may not want others to hear. You know, okay. your reputation. Okay. You know, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the Zoom bombing. You know, where where it was happening, no longer happening. Uh, that people were Zoom bombing, where they were going in calls and doing inappropriate things on calls that nobody else knew who they were. So if you're on a call with a company and somebody gets on like that, you're saying, what kind of security do you have? And do I really want to do business with you? You know, yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, provide software to officially back up all your data. That is so important is to back all your data up and remind staff. And um, this is, we talk about this all the time. And I mentioned it to you, never open an email or text link or websites with information about COVID-19. The hackers are going after your emotions. The hackers will go after your emotions, and they're very good at it. Ah, uh, man, I'm. So that uh, would be that. That's what we would uh, leave you with when it comes to uh, things that you could do. Don't I worry. love that, and that's a yes. long list. And I'm certain that almost everybody listening can take something from that list. Maybe the whole list, but at least something that we can we can get better about starting right now. All right, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the cyber policy itself and why, obviously, everything you've said makes sense. But let's really talk about why it's more important than ever right now. Oh, boy. That, 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 that we could talk for a day, but I'll only take a minute on that. You know, we, we talked about the heightened risk that face employees working from home yep. and why that should be. Um, and, and it's important to have it, as I mentioned, 
for defense and to have a and to have a um, to have a, um, a a coach a breach coach. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. A breach, I'm getting old. A breach coach who's there to to guide you through the process uh, today. And I'm going to give you a very interesting fact. Ninety percent of the claims that occur today are first party claims. 10% are liability claims, okay? So wow. liability, meaning a third party is going to sue you. We're yeah. not seeing that anymore. The hackers have gotten smart, and they're just going directly to the insured because they know they have money or they have a policy. And they'll wow. actually go online and look to see if they have coverage, and they'll call you and say, I know you have insurance, and they, and they do this regularly. So where people may have a cyber policy, it may not give you the appropriate coverages that you need in today's world. And today's world is much different than the world we were living in from a cyber perspective three years ago. So you need to know what is covered in your policy and what is not. But that's another important statistic and an issue that we're seeing out there. So let me let me tie this back to my you know my sort of soapbox that I always get into and get onto here is that our independent insurance agency channel is the strongest and the the best at doing what they do. I am challenging everyone out there right now if you or someone in your office isn't extremely well versed in cyber and cyber policies and everything that relates to what's going on in the world as it relates to these attacks, it, you're doing your customers a disservice. Now, I will say this as well if you need more information or you need to talk about being affiliated with someone, like in this case, man, the, the guys at Wingman, they know what they're doing. This, this breach coaches and the things that they're doing is pretty cool. I would say, one, Get off your hands and take care of your business. And part of that could and very well probably should be communicating with someone like Brad and, and people that have been doing this for a very long time that know exactly what they're doing. Brad, this information to me is, is priceless. I am so grateful that we've been able to do this. Give me the quick you know, 60 seconds on why people should not only take down your information, but they should pick up the phone or pick up their email and uh, get, continue the conversations with you and then finish with how they do get a hold of you. Yeah, I mean, cyber today is, is a critical coverage. Our philosophy is you should be quoting cyber on every customer that you have. <laughs> like we said, it's when, not if. We possess the expertise to help you and guide you through that process from a sales perspective to absolutely training you to understand the exposures and controls your insured should have to help you manage the cyber landscape. And we make it fast, simple, and easy for you. You can basically get, you can bind a quote in 12 clicks. And that's how simple we make it. And so, so if, so let me, let me interrupt you for a sec. So when I yeah. said, if you or someone in your office isn't well versed, uh, is this the cheat code for that? That they, they could actually just sort of lean on you and your people? to be their well-versed cyber people? Is that is that how an agency should be looking at this? That's one aspect, absolutely. Yeah. Where we provide the sales, the underwriting, the, and the marketing to assist them through the process because we know 
that cyber is a new type of coverage and it is it, it, it's very challenging. You know, agents have 12, 13 lines of business they need to understand. And now you throw in cyber, mm-hmm. and you know, even more so. So that's where we are going to provide those building blocks for them and help them through the process. And we certainly can do that. And um, how do they get hold of you, Brad? Yes, yeah, certainly. We can be reached at <clears throat> cyber insurance at wingman ins which is short for insurance i and is in nancy s is in sam.com and we would certainly get back to them right away if they're interested in talking to us more uh about cyber insurance and helping them and their clients through the entire process and he's also if you're not connected with brad go connect with him on linkedin he posts some really cool stuff um, there's actually this article that I saw that popped up, uh, just a few days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, was just a couple of days. Right. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. yeah that uh, there's, they're just, they're just putting great information out there right now for everyone. And, and you, you guys that listen in, you guys and gals, uh, know what we try to do here on this, on the, on the podcast is get good information in your hands to make your job easier. And I think this is a, uh, like I said, a cheat code or a shortcut or just yeah. man, check the box and get this done so that, that you can protect your customers. You owe it to them. Uh, Brad, so, so grateful that you could be on. I'm going to end this the way we always end with a very quick, uh, hitting, question which is time capsule we're going to bury this next little bit we're going to record it and we're going to bury it what is brad shrum's one big piece of advice for the industry uh my one big piece of advice is to take care and ensure your customers and do what's best for them including cyber insurance how did I know it was going to have cyber in it? Brad, thank <laughs> you so much for being on. We're you. so appreciative. It was awesome. Great yeah. information. Everybody reach out to Brad, get a hold of him and his company. Uh, I think they will, they will make your road easier. Uh, again, thanks, Brad. We really thank appreciate you, Rick. it. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it as well. Have a day. good day. You too, man. Hey, everybody out there, don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you're following me or connecting with me on LinkedIn and send me notes. Tell me what you like, what we could be doing better. And what I'd really love to hear is great topics for upcoming insure rants, the rants that I do. I um, love doing those, getting great feedback on them, but always looking for things that people want to hear about. Again, everybody, thanks for listening in. A great episode. Uh, Thanks again to Brad Shrum, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.